Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 74 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, we're gonna, we're gonna start off with, with a hot mess. Uh, a really active, uh, mess that is, uh, the release of, uh, Fallout 76, the latest Fallout title. Um, are you gonna say that we're gonna have some uh, nuclear takes on this game? Yes, we, we. I mean, they're not nuclear because like everybody is like it seems to be the universal t- like take that this this game is hot nuclear garbage, right? It's it's, it's broken. It's not a good time. It's just uh, just like just search up like and like, not even like just just go on YouTube to search like Fallout seventy six. Just look. You don't even have to like have the sound on. Just look at the gameplay, right? And like this in like just let's just talk about like the like the the thing the the engine um so Bethesda uses what's called the creation engine it's the same one they've used for Fallout 4 modified version is for the Skyrim special edition that um shipped as like sort of like a half remaster of it right and the problem with this engine is the same problem that Bethesda had last generation is that um frame time spikes like it's like it's that's that's like the main problem right where PSO like quick primer on how games work and game developers, please don't at me because this is like super simple. You have to push out a frame every certain time. I believe it's like below 16 point something milliseconds in order to keep a stable 30. And then it's like eight. I think if you need to keep a stable 60 frames per second. And if you can still keep like a 30 frame cap, right? But you can miss that time of you. You can, you have to push out the frame a little bit after that, but you can still keep 30 frames a second because you're still technically getting there, but you get a, you get like a, a, you get a skip, right? Or you get a, like a spike in, in the frame time. And it's, it just appears like judder or jitter rather it's stutter on the screen. And sometimes you get tearing from that. And Bethesda has that problem, but the creation engine also is another problem where for random, for random reasons, like he's a digital foundry had did a great test of it where they were like this particle effect we have it running on a base ps4 a ps4 pro and on the ps4 pro just makes it tank but it's the same effect like the difference between the ps4 and the ps4 pro is just a resolution bump it is not a like quality of effect bump but it's making it's making the cpu you know just spike and and the frame rate just dips down to like 20 and it's even worse than the xbox one x because the game tries to push native 4k and it's just it drops to like 17 frames per second at a time. Because technically Fallout 76 is using a dynamic resolution scaler rate. So I think horizontally it's fixed at 4K, but vertically it's adjusted. Might be the other way around, but it just adjusts one of the axis uh, pixel count in order to keep the, in theory, keep it smooth, but it's not doing that at all. And the problem with that is that Fallout 76 is the first game to have this. Fallout 4 had this problem. Skyrim has this problem. And I don't know why. I Like, Bethesda Engine is shit. And it doesn't have to be. It's not like making an open, like, you know, an open world game requires this. He's like, Ubisoft figured it out. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, this is, like, this is just bad. This is bad at all. Like, the engine is bad. Like, engine is showing its age and uh, inability to perform. Uh, and it's, uh, like, it looks like a game that's 10 years old. Like, it doesn't even look good, right? Like, it's, it doesn't justify that performance. Uh, decrease in any way uh, it doesn't it just and there's like the the and now it's because it's an on always online game uh there's all those problems too you get that you get with uh something be always online like you get uh serve random serve like the game just freezes when you disconnect from the server like 
uh, like Jim Sterling had a video of where he was playing, uh, like the beginning of the video is just like him, the, the screen just became stuck in an animation because he lost, uh, he lost connection to the server and then it just disconnected. Like that, that's a thing, uh, now. Uh, also, there is no NPCs. Uh, it's all, it's all robots. It's all, uh, holotapes. It's, uh, they're the only things other than you are other players. Uh, and by default, uh, they have voice chat turned on. So when you're in the character creation screen, uh, you just hear random people uh, talking, uh, which is great for immersion. As, yeah, you know, you get uh, immersed with... Um, I imagine... So I play the Elder Scrolls Online on the Xbox, and this has the same feature where voice chat is turned on by default if you're in like hub areas. And you know what it is? It's more of drake song in the background <laughs> that's all you hear you hear like a really tinny version of nice for what that's like all i ever hear and i'm like wow i'm so immersed in this fam- fantasy landscape uh, the, the great the great knight drake dracus has came down to tell us don't be nice for what <laughs> because we're dragonborn i don't fucking know but it's i, I don't but todd 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 let's talk is it when was the last time you played a game online? Because, pal, you don't do voice chat by default. Have you been on Twitch recently? Have you been on any... Have you been on the internet? I don't know. You do voice chat by default. You're going to have someone calling you a slur. Or you're going to feel like the amount of pirated music you're hearing. Your house is going hit, to get hit with a DCMA request. <laughs> and and also because this is always online they redid the vats aiming system and it's worse now like it's like it feels like a really bad version of soldier 76's ultimate uh like it just like like snaps on the target and it, like it's instant right because now because it's online you can't uh pause the game uh so it's like what are you gonna do like christian how do you feel about uh this uh this game as as someone who has played Fallout 76. So for I my first Fallout game was Fallout 3. I never played the older PC ones that are um they weren't like the first person sort of like Bethesda style game we know now. Uh Fallout 4 I put a whole bunch of hours into. I still have a playthrough going of it. I have a love and hate relationship with Bethesda games. Skyrim the Elder Scrolls has never been like my main game. I've always loved Fallout more. Why? why there's so many problems with this game they didn't have to make it like there's i saw a video and like sometimes textures won't even load on enemies you'll be fighting someone and, he, and it's just like a blob and then it takes like a good minute for the textures to load in even though you're like right next to them and it's like what is this these are sure if there's like an indie game i can live with these problems right like i call it okay so i call this the PUBG threshold it's it's the threshold there is a line from where you become indie enough to well staffed and budgeted enough that these problems are not acceptable and it's like when PUBG was starting out the bugs were fine because they were just a scrappy team but now PUBG is a big studio right blue hole is a big studio and they can afford to fix their problems but they just don't want to for whatever reason they're struggling for it but that's the same way Bethesda's is not an indie studio if your engine is shit just use the unreal engine like Piece. If anything, you get better lighting. So what? Maybe the game might look like some samey compared to other games. But if it performs better, and if this is an, it's an engine that's made for online play, I don't know why they did. And I I love Bethesda games. But I'm just sick of the engine problems at this point. Like I have an Xbox One X. 
Why is this not hitting a consistent 30 frames per second? I'm not even asking for 60. Fallout 4 is the same way. You know, it's even so the thing that got me fucked up about Fallout 4 and Skyrim um, on, on the One X is that before the 4K patch, they ran better than they do now. The 4K patch, bumping the resolution of the 4K actually decreased performance because they bumped it up to PC high settings instead of like PC medium, wherever it was, like the equivalent on the console. And I'm like, if you get me a 1080p 30 frames per second mode or even like maybe 1080p 60 if you bump down the settings, I'm okay with that. Just because not every game has to be 4K. And more importantly, if if you're getting skips and stutters and textures not loading properly, resolution don't mean shit if the textures don't load. <laughs> and it's just like, even even more so there's problems with like the AI, right? Where like you have some escort missions and sometimes characters just get stuck. And that's breaking, that's gameplay breaking because then you just have to wait around for the, the AI in, on in the game to figure itself out. And more importantly, just this isn't a real Fallout game because it, I don't I don't play Fallout games to hang around my buds. Fallout you play Bethesda games when you need a game where you can just disappear from the world. It's like The Witcher, right? You you play it when you just need to like disappear from the world and just like play a single player game and you know just zone out for a bit and, and just like be on your own. And I don't know if that really translates well because Fallout doesn't like Bethesda games don't have satisfying combat. They have interesting combat systems, but the gunplay in Fallout has always felt loose. I know they improved it before, but it still feels like it's loose. It's not rigid. It's not snappy. The guns never feel that great, and it's just and they just ported it over to Fallout seventy six. So I don't. Yeah, I don't just know. this just this just feels like another survival game with the Fallout skin on it. Like it's just like that's just all it is. Like it's it's a bad survival game. Like it's not even a good survival game. That's like. Well, I mean, I guess they could fix it mm, with updates, right? I, I no. Actually, before we move on, can we, can we talk about this real quick? The um. I see I see a lot of discourse now about people should be like reviewers should be fairer to games because they can fix them down the line or it's just early launch and that they fix the bug. So No. Uh, no, no, no that's not how that works. <laughs> no, that's that's this is not this Okay, like uh like, this is this is not like minor bugs or like, you know, minor minor performance issues like it's stirring in some place or there are like small some small bugs or like uh, whatever, uh, this, this, this release, like the way it has, it feels like, like an incomplete, like it's, it's like an early access game would be released for $60, right? Like that's, that's the reality of the situation. And it doesn't matter if Bethesda is going to be able to fix it, uh, or if they will fix it, uh, later down the line. Right now, uh, when the, the game's release, uh, this is a broken mess. Uh, and like that's that's what reviewers are saying that's what players are saying so i I don't see why reviewers need to like you know sugarcoat uh what's going on like this uh, i don't see the need for them to uh, like apologize for what bethesda's has bethesda games have been for years which is when they release they're like buggy messes and this is just this is just worse than usual because there's not even a good a decent game underneath the buggy mess right it's like that's the thing that's the big thing that reviewers and uh people who are playing the game are like talking about is that it's not even like before you had skyrim Sure, the game was buggy, but you still had like decent quests. You had a decent, like decent enough story, and like uh, you know, not good. You had a good world. Uh, it was, it was, it was fine. But like this is just like, em- it's just like an empty world with uh, no character uh, and like 
story being told through fucking hollow tapes. Like, what the fuck? Uh, like, that's the state of the game, and that's like the reality of the release. Uh, so, like, there's no point in sugarcoating it. Uh, there's no need to go easy on Bethesda. This, especially Bethesda. Like, this is not the first time, right? Like, this is not the first time Bethesda has Bethesda Game Studios uh, has released a game that is. Uh, they even made jokes about it, remember? On on Twitter, they were like, oh, wow, you know, that's what our fans expect from us. And I'm... Oh, my God. That's not something you celebrate. Like, how is that something you celebrate? Like, that shouldn't be part of your brand identity. Let's think of it like this. What if, what if Microsoft was like, well, this Windows 10 October update, we've re-released it two times now, but guess what? There's another bug you guys might find. <laughs> go, go looking for it. We hit it. We hit a bug just for you. Our fans love bugs. Like what? Oh my. Yeah. Like that's like, that's not a thing to be proud of. Like that's, this is not a small studio. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, so that's, that's, I think Fallout 76. Uh, I will, I won't recommend it to anybody. Uh, Especially you, if you like Fallout, just just uh, I don't know, go play Fallout New Vegas or something uh, for the hundredth time. Uh, so, uh, moving on to this, this one is all Christian because uh, I, I don't know anything about uh, this particular series really. Uh, so, Pokemon has a new release. Uh, Pokemon, let's go! Right, uh, so you have. Two versions, right? Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Um, so what, hold on. I, I just, the people are going to get mad because you, you mispronounced it. it did it's I? Pokemon. Oh let's my, go oh my Pikachu. God. I'm not pronouncing the branding. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not my job. Uh, so Christian, what is, what is, what is the story here? So Pokemon, oof. Pokemon is a game series that, um, the cynics take is that Pokemon they just like reuse assets and the same battle system and uh they make lobs of money every time by selling you the same product. Which uh to be fair, you know, Pokemon's like the Coca-Cola of gaming. And um but it's fun. It's fun. I, I I say this as someone who has played Pokemon since Ruby was my first one on the Game Boy Advance. I don't have a Switch. I don't plan on getting a Switch anytime soon. But um but Pokemon was uh, it's this. Let's go. It's the casual version of it. So, um, what they did now with the Switch is that they're doing two separate release tracks. They're switching it from, say, a uh, like a hardcore game, right? And Let's Go is going to be the uh, <clears throat> Jim Sterling voice casual version of it, which I actually think is a good split because in recent years, a lot of fans have been getting mad that um, that Game Freak has been making the mainline games too <clears throat> casual. <laughs> and and I got to see a little bit of a friend of mine picked it up and I you know, played a little bit of the intro with them and it's actually not bad. So is it a casual game? Yes. But for what they're selling it as, I think it's actually a pretty good introduction to the series for new people. And I think they, the changes they made to streamline the series are changes that make sense. I think the difficulty is way too low for uh, people who like really like to get into it, but there's a mainline game coming that'll hopefully have more difficulty. Um, so this is a Pokemon game. You know what you're getting. That's all we really need to say about it. It's, it's, it is what it is, right? It looks great. It has fun features. But what I want to go ahead and talk about is the timeline. Because so so <clears throat> if people thought I couldn't top my Kingdom Hearts explainer and I can. So Pokemon, it's uh just technically it's technically in the same like 
universe right like they're technically like obviously like same world right but like technically the games have like a story that follows each other kind of but apparently and this is according to the reddit and game freak themselves i think one of the previous uh scenario director um tohishibu matsumura mia i so sorry if i butchered that name i probably did he once posted on on twitter in may of 2014 about the timeline of the games and what was revealed then is that there's actually separate timelines so it, it looks like it's going by console generation so game boy game boy advance game boy color have one one timeline game boy advance ds are another timeline and 3ds and switch are another timeline and this is the fun this game now fits in where does it fit into the timeline because this is a remake of the first generation pokemon games but in this game the characters that you originally would play as in the first generation pokemon games are npcs so this means that the first games in some some form of a timeline have already happened and this is happening post those games but but it's happening before the johto games would according to the previous timeline but it might also be happening at the same time as the Hoenn games because the Hoenn games happen at the same line as the same time as the original games in the original timeline. And it's just like, what? <laughs> there, there's going to be a, a, a timeline chart, which I'm going to make the chapter art for this chapter. And it's also going to be in, in the show notes, which you can find at twoshadesofbrown.com. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a picture, uh, with like, uh, all, all the, all the Pokemon games, right? Uh, like the various series. I think the only game that I played a little bit of uh, was Pokemon Gold on a GBA emulator uh, a long time ago. Uh, that was a long, long time ago. Like when I was like twelve or something. Uh, I don't remember any of it really, to be honest. Uh, I'm gonna be real with you. If you want to get into Pokemon, I would start Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Like, get put them on a DS emulator and play those ones. I would say those are the besides the Let's Go games. Like, sh- shouldn't I just? I have. Shouldn't I just get it on? Like, get the Switch games instead because I do have a Switch. Like, I feel like. Well, it, it depends. So the Let's Go games are a good introduction to casual Pokemon, right? But I would say for classic post before X and Y, because Pokemon X and Y was a split where the gate where the series started to become very casual, which is fine, right? I don't think that's a bad thing. We started streamlining it. Heart Gold and Soul Silver are the most like the most peak hardcore Pokemon games, right? In terms of like classic Pokemon. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually don't want like a hardcore experience. To be to be honest, like I don't know the hardcore experience, so like I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not expecting it. I don't really want to play it either. Uh, so like I feel like this casual entry is probably better for you but also at the same time nintendo is nintendo and there are controller restrictions for this fucking game on the switch right uh so i'm gonna just read well they just want you to buy the pokeball plus i'm just gonna read this paragraph from the Ars technical review because it's it's a lot like it says uh pokemon let's go forbid standard joy con use unless the controllers are both clicked into the system in portable mode and while this game is on, it actively blocks the Switch Pro Controller signal to a Switch. Uh, while docked, Joy-Cons only work as one-handed controllers and can't be used in a pair. Uh, like, what? What is, what is this? Why? Why, why are, like, what are, what are these restrictions? Like, this, this especially this, the Pro Controller, uh, they, 
Well, you can't use the pro controller because you have to use motion controls to catch Pokemon. Because how you do it is, um, I'm pretty sure the pro controller has a gyro in it. Uh, it can. D- well, no, 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 no. But so you, so you take the Joy-Con, right? You hold it in your hand, and then you have to th- toss it directly at the Pokemon at your screen, right? You have to like, you have to, you have to move you move the ball in the right direction. Why? That's how the mobile game but works. Why? The catching system That's... is exactly the same as the mobile game. Uh, why? Like, I, this is like, this is honestly like kind of a like if if I would if I was to get this game, uh, like I I prefer to use the Pro Controller because I don't find the Joy Cons particularly pleasant to use in any way. Uh, well, that's why you buy the uh, you buy the Pokeball thing. Also, I need to yell about that for a second because the uh, what is it called? The, you get a Mew only by you get like one Pokemon only by using that thing you have to buy, which is silly. Seriously, yeah. so you, it's uh, they have a Pokemon locked behind the thing that you have to buy. Yep. Oh my god. Okay, this is just somehow got worse. Like this is just. Uh, so this this Pokemon Plus, right? So what is this? This is like a like a forty dollar controller uh, that uh, you press the button and you throw or something. Like what? what what's the point? Like what, what do you do with it? Like is it just for the throwing thing? You literally use it as a, a replacement for the controller. God, and you can use it with the mobile game too. Yeah. So so it's like. Hmm. That's the, the 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 fact that it also locks content behind that that thing is also like I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this. I mean, they also lock like one behind the mobile game too that you can only transfer in from the mobile game. Because I should mention you you're able to transfer the uh, Pokemon from the from the phone app into the game, but it's a one way street, okay. which is annoying. I I don't know what else. Like I don't have anything else other than like that frustration of that the controller thing. Like I I. Like, I'm probably I'm still not gonna get uh, a switch for a while just because I'm waiting for Nintendo to have their second revision of it, like they always do. Um, but I, I still think that for folks who have it and people who So if you have not been burnt out with remakes and there's really nothing in this game that makes it stand out from like the older classic games, then go pick up this one, right? But I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's Pokemon, man. I don't know. It's yeah, it's yeah. That's the thing. It's like you, you probably like if you played it, you probably know what to expect, right? It's like, yeah. I don't know if I like Pokemon or not. Uh, so I'll leave it at that. Hey there! I just wanted to take a quick break from the show to go ahead and talk about my Patreon. Firstly, for those of you who have been supporting my Patreon for the past year, I am eternally thankful and super appreciative because not only has my Patreon been you know funding the server hosting costs, new equipment, software, and all of that. It also been helping me pay my own bills, and I'm extremely appreciative of having that money. And for those of you who maybe have yet to go ahead and think about supporting me financially, I would say, you know, go ahead, take a look. It's patreon.com slash chosefine. Even if you only give a dollar a month, that's still a huge help. Every dollar counts in growing this network and helping me, you know, pay my own bills and live (laughs) because we are not ad funded right we don't take any ads this has all been supported by listeners and in order for us to grow and and to keep this being sustainable to be entirely honest i more money is going to help if you can't give for whatever reason that's absolutely fine even just sharing the shows on social media mastodon twitter wherever if you like them or, or telling a friend about them is extremely helpful and something I'm extremely appreciative of. 
So however you decide to support the network, just know that any support is genuinely appreciated and I wouldn't be here without y'all. So for those who have supported, thank you. And for those who are thinking about supporting the Patreon, also thank you. And even just for those who are listening, thank you. And with that, back to the show. Now we're going to move on to our big story, I guess. Uh, sort of like the we we continue with tech politics, I guess. And we had a we had a huge uh, story come out. Uh, the New York Times has. Uh, uh, as an article, uh, a long form, uh, investigative piece, uh, uh, titled Delay, Deny, and Deflect, uh, which is a great title, uh, how Facebook's uh, leaders fought through its crisis. And this, this story is basically like an internal look, like, look at, like, like, like how, like, high level of Facebook executives handled, like, internally the, the various revelations, like the the Russian uh, thing, the what else? Like uh, what are what are the scandals that has like the the Cambridge the, Analytical scandal? Yes, the Cambridge Anal- Analytical scandal, and like this this story is is a lot. Uh, so it's like the, they even had like uh, like uh, the edge case thing where they were like, "Are we are we gonna kick?" Uh, did did Trump's post like violate our terms of service? Is 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 that post like specifically a violation of a terms of service? Uh, and they decided that it wasn't, etc. Uh, and like Christian, like I'm gonna just let you like like start. Like, what do you think is the biggest thing here? The biggest thing here is the fact that they hired a smear firm, and no one in management was aware of that. So, what they basically did, right? They're hiring an outside PR firm to pitch journalists on articles smearing Apple, Google, and criticism about the company, um, especially criticism about the company is anti-Semitic, which is oof, oof. And they're also aligning with uh, with some conservative groups to push the narrative that Facebook is like you know friendly towards them and all of that. Like they're 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 on all sorts of gross sides pushing out these narratives and. The uh the the PR firm they hired even has their own fake news outlet, NT NTR News I think or NTK yeah so news? uh so the com- company is called uh Definers Public Affairs right uh and they had uh they had a like uh they have a like a little like fake news site called the uh, like NTK Network right like it, it's like a run of the mill news aggregator with uh, with the right wing slant and in like in those in those NTK network stories uh there were like stories written by employees at definers and also uh, a, a sister firm called America Rising uh to criticize rivals of their clients so essentially like they would write hit pieces for for their clients uh to criticize rivals right and so uh NTK would write uh pieces about criticizing Google right uh criticizing Microsoft criticizing Apple uh so it's like this is this is like like the irony here is at the same time this was happening was that Facebook was like publicly saying that they're working on you know getting 
like a handle on the whole like you know uh, fake news thing on their on their platform. And, like at, at the same time, they were doing the, the, the exact thing, which is uh, misinformation and uh, propaganda, essentially. Uh, and trying to also also this this firm was doing like digging into like various senators right in, on committees who which were uh, looking into Facebook right uh, they they used they tried to find like senators websites and what analytics tools the senators website are using so you can, you can use those to like say hey you're using these tools as well like why are you criticizing us for it even worse right is. So because of anti-Facebook criticism by senators, Facebook put a whole bunch of resources toward backing uh, SESTA and FOSTA. And they're part of the reason that passed while every other tech company was not supporting it, which is extremely fucked up. Yes. Uh, so the, the, the thing that it was, why did it push Foster? Because it pushed Foster because it was trying to appeal to conservatives, right? It was like they did. Yeah, they're appealing to senators who were not on their side. So they put, they came out in support of it. Yeah, which is like, I, that is some, like they're trying to play both sides, right? They're trying to play both sides of the aisle. They're trying to uh, play like this game where like they appeal to both sides so they can like, know keep doing what they want to do uh and like oh even better so when tim cook made a statement saying that um that he's glad like he wouldn't have had he would handle things differently if he ran facebook zuckerberg ordered everyone to start using android phones which is the most petty move i've heard ever that uh that was that feels like uh like a, something a, a child would do, but also at the same time, I think uh, that that angle is, I think, sort of misleading because uh, uh, I think Facebook has been encouraging employees to use Android phones for a long time uh, uh, because uh, majority of their users are obviously using Android. Uh, so, so I think that's I think that's like a general Facebook thing where they encourage employees to use like the platforms that they're. Uh, that their user use. Uh, so it's like Android is the, the dominant platform there. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, and then there's, uh, and, and then there's the thing that the Facebook executive, like Zuckerberg himself did not know about definers. I was so, so he says, uh, which, which is like, how, how do you not, how do you not know? Like, how is that a thing that happened? He was and, busy traveling America feeding cows, remember? Oh, yeah. He was, he went on spiritual that, journey uh, around America. Yeah. Spiritual journey where he, where he basically looked like he was uh, running for uh, a presidential election or something like that. Uh, oh, you remember that one time too? He did a uh, VR chat from the ru- ruins of Puerto Rico. Oh, my God. I, I do not remember this, but this sounds like something Zuckerberg would do. So. And like, yeah, like Sheryl Sandberg is out here uh, doing all these hearings, and like, uh, like so some big executives quit, like uh, Stamos, right? Uh, Alex Stamos, the security 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 chief, chief who was actually who uh, was investigating, who like who told like a team uh, to investigate the Russian uh, infestation inside. Uh, Facebook's uh, services, right? And uh, 
the Stamos like left uh, like after disputes with with the company, right? Uh, and there's so- he left because um, he, so there's one part in the article where they're talking about how Sheryl Sandberg was yelling at him. Like sources say, he confirmed that in an uh, op-ed in the Washington Post a couple of days ago, and it was just he was getting plummeted inside the company for exposing what was happening because they were like they didn't want him to even expose it because it became their problem they would rather have the government expose it because it's the government's problem and he was just like presented a whole bunch of evidence to the board about all this interference that was happening and all this misinformation and at the same time you have zuckerberg going out here saying nothing's going wrong on the platform yeah so so what was happening was that uh mr samos was uh in in, in december of 2016 uh uh no 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 like the, december 2016 was a time when zuckerberg was like publicly scoffing at the idea that like this fake news uh, on facebook uh but like mr stamos obviously like you know he was like shocked like he was alarmed by that and like he knew that like like his team had found all the stuff, right? Like uh, all this uh, evidence of uh, stuff going on, uh, and like he missed, like like it was like uh, he told he even told like uh, Facebook's general counsel, and then and then when they reached out to the board, and the, the board was angry because the board was like, "Why was it, why were we informed of this earlier?" Right. Uh, like there's all the stuff going on. Some of it feels like incompetence. Some of it feels like active malice. I, and I don't, I don't know which which is more dominant here. Is it it's like active cover up and active malice, or is it like some sort of weird? Like I, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, like this this story is is a lot. Like this story came out uh, recently. Like. Like, uh, like recently we uh, we had uh, in April uh, WhatsApp WhatsApp's co-founder right, uh, Jan Coom left Facebook as well right amid like disputes with uh, with uh, with uh, regarding user data uh, from yeah, WhatsApp. Uh, and then the Instagram co-founders just recently left. Yes, yeah, so uh, a lot of people have mentioned that uh, Zuckerberg is like slowly pushing out the people that don't agree with him uh, inside the company, right? Like high-level execs that are like not his inner circle uh, are being pushed out, right? Uh, so that leaves like this really like sort of like a group of people who all agree with each other, which is which is not a good good way to uh, lead anything like because you're gonna you're gonna get sort of this like group thing going on uh, and that's that's not good for a company that's or that has two billion users. Uh, so I I don't know what else to say. Like what what is where does this leave Facebook? Like where what should be people be doing about the what people who use Facebook what do they what should they be thinking about? Uh, like what does this mean for 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 Facebook and what does it mean for the tech world in general? Uh, it means that some form of Washington regulation is coming. I think at this point they're pissing off both. They're pissing off everyone, right? They're no longer. It's not like angry old bitter conservatives, but still won't they won't regulate them because of free market principles. Like no, 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 no. At this point, they've pissed off just about everyone. So I think that um, hopefully regulation is coming. Or I think now is the prime time for like someone else to kind of swoop in because now the argument used to be that Facebook is too big for people to leave. But um, they've they've like publicly fucked up enough times now that I don't think that's as big of a problem anymore. I think that people are just kind of like, well, 
we can go elsewhere and they'll probably do a less shitty job at dealing with our data and dealing with all of our uh, all of their problems. I mean, I don't think I don't think federated software is going to be the answer here because just uh just 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 before like I know everyone's like always wants to champion federated software, but um all the interference problems, all of the fake news stuff, your favorite activity pub app does not have any way to combat that. There's nothing in the design of that. That is a people problem and a moderation problem. Yeah, it's a moderation problem, really. And I honestly, uh, like, I feel like, like Facebook's network effect is is like a huge like shield. Like they use the network effect as a shield because it's like, uh, like they're ne- like they have so many users that it's actually like, what are you gonna do? Uh, and the network effect is so strong, uh, you feel like you cannot leave. But uh, I think some people can leave, and people are starting to leave. Uh, and I think slowly over time, I think their rep, like if they don't start style salvaging their reputation and becoming a bit, not just salvaging their reputation, but uh, like actively becoming a better company, right? Uh, I think we're going to start seeing. Well, we're obviously going to start probably seeing government regulation probably uh, in various jurisdictions, but also uh, slowly, like, Facebook will lose its dominance. Like, I, that is the hope. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, like, what else is there to say about this? Like, this, everybody should read this story. I think even if you don't use Facebook, I think it, this is a story worth reading. Uh You'll just be like, what are these people doing? Uh, I recommend reading uh, that the, I think the New Yorker had a profile on, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, which I, which I'm going to link because I think that profile is also worth reading in addition to this. Uh, like I would would suggest reading that before you read this. Uh, it sort of forms like this, uh, all encompassing opinion. Of like what what like the executive team at uh, Facebook sort of looks like, and what what the what sort of like uh, mentality that they have, like well, how does Zuckerberg think? Right, uh, is is a very good question uh, to be asking at this time. Uh, and uh, one thing that was mentioned on the Vergecast. Well, yeah. also too, I think that we, at this point, from a grander level, I think it's. The idea of connecting everyone being a good thing, I think, is no longer something that is actually true. Um, I think that all of Facebook's problems come from the fact that the company has this idealistic sense that enabling more connections between people, whatever the fuck that means in actuality, is a good thing. And chasing that at all costs, it's going to better the world. And it doesn't, right? Because outside of this, it's just an America problem. Let's talk about like the genocide in Myanmar that started because of, did not start because of Facebook, but it was made 10 times worse because of posts being shared on Facebook or violence in India that's being spread through stuff like WhatsApp, right? Like, or in Brazil, fake news being spread on WhatsApp. And it isn't that these are like, one incident like isolated incidents that this is continuously happening and the company is doing nothing about it and they just shake their hands and say oh well shit moderation's hard well fucking suck zuckerberg <laughs> you have the platform with like billions of users 
that, yeah, you can't say that after you have already amassed uh, uh, a, a user base that is unprecedented at this level, right? Uh, like you cannot like there's a risk. Like you have this as uh, like an unenviable responsibility. I don't know if that responsibility is even can be fully fulfilled by a single company, uh, or if it's like uh, like how do you even start to fulfill that? But like they, it feels like they instead of tackling it. They're trying to sidestep it. They're trying to avoid the problem, right? They're trying to like make the problem, uh, like they're trying to make the problem go away. Essentially, they're using PR. They're using uh, politics, political tactics, right? Uh, to essentially make the problem like uh, not be a public problem, uh, uh, which which is failing miserably with these. So I think uh, what uh, what like they should do, right, is just like probably the company should just get broken up at this point like ideally right like broken up a new leadership i think zuckerberg just needs to get out same thing which with sadberg that's the thing with zuckerberg is like zuckerberg has uh, the way the company is set up is that zuckerberg has like majority con- like he has control over it right uh like the, because of the way the facebook uh like the stocks are set up is that zuckerberg does have majority control right uh, it's not possible to. I don't think it's possible to get rid of him via normal means, right? You'd have to, I guess. I don't know. Like, how do you even break up a corporation like that? Like they did. Like America did this before, right? When the when the broke uh, up. Well, antitrust cases can break it up. Yeah, like uh, like America has like when they broke up uh, the Bell uh, Corporation, right? Uh, like they did that, uh, but like I feel like we need something to happen again. Like the 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 fact that. Facebook has ownership of like Instagram and WhatsApp. Like that's well, it's like the sad thing is, right? It's like the the best solution to all these problems is like probably not you deleting your Facebook account because even though um open source evangelists might get mad at me, that's always not the best option to just go ahead and cold turkey quit something because one person quitting it or even ten thousand doesn't make a difference when a billion of users. But a more effective way of getting this done is government regulation ensures that data is being private and kept safe and all of that. But that's the harder option. But and it, I mean, the, the bright side is that even in this fucked up political environment, Facebook is making it really easy to unanimously hate them right now. So hopefully something might happen. Yeah, like honestly, they they're pissing off everybody in in Congress uh, and in the Senate, and uh, that's that's not a good place to be for for a company like Facebook. They don't they don't want to piss off the bear, as it were, right? Uh, like you but you piss that off that they are they have significant amount of tools and power, and it, the public is not in your favor either, right? So it's like you you're not you're not in a good place. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, I, like I haven't had a Facebook account in a lot. Like I haven't, I deleted my Facebook account like uh, at the end of high school, which is like nearing like ten years now. Uh, so it's like I I don't even know like what to tell people who use Facebook regularly. Like, how do you get up? Well, my problem is I have Facebook Messenger because. I have friends who are international, right? And it's either I use Facebook Messenger or I download the chat app of choice in every country. It's a good common denominator, and I'd rather do that. Oh God! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, I get it. That Facebook, Facebook is basically like uh, infrastructure at this point in some places, and that's 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 something to deal with as well. Uh, so, uh, unless there's anything else to say, I think we can wrap up this today's episode. Or 
Yeah. Uh, so you can find us as always uh, on two shades of brown dot comma. Uh, the show notes are going to be there and you can uh, send feedback, uh, contact at two shades of brown dot com. Uh, tell us how, how big of a Pokemon nerd you are, I guess. Uh, uh, feel free to add us with your extremely pedantic corrections about Pokemon. Uh, and you can find me on Mastodon at staticsafe at mastodon.zombocloud.com. And Christian, where can people find you? You can find me at chosafine at tenfor.social and chosa.online. All right. And with that, goodbye. Bye.